Hey, what's up? Lightbolt Joe here. Today we are going to discuss jobs. Now, I don't know how many episodes this is going to be. I have had a shit ton of jobs throughout my many years on this godforsaken planet. Um, I realized that the first three episodes were kind of heavy, but logical at the same time. Like, I got stuff to say. I'm tired of things. A lot of us are tired of things. So, like, let's all be tired of things together, right? Look at this, you know, stream of consciousness coming together. The SOC, the good old sock that it is. So, <clears throat> I figured let me try to just backtrack on things. Gain perspective as to why I'm mad about things. But also, like, you know, try to relive some happy memories. Because there's, there's, I have happy memories. I mean, most of the happy memories eventually turn to shit because of people doing stupid things or whatever. But, like, I still have happy memories. So I was trying to think the other day. As in a couple days ago, when I, you know, got hired at a new job, I'm balancing other jobs at the same time, I need money, um, obviously, but like, I was so upset listening back to the failure podcast that we did, that episode we did about failure in regards to settling, that I was in a position where I was just hired for this position it was another part-time position because i cannot fathom why i can't land a full-time position but say la vie as this particular position was not at all as described to me as it was in the interview it was a zoom interview i was never in the facility um i, I had no idea what the location you know was actually about until i got there and then i was there for two and a half hours and i said this is not at all what you described to me, I am not going to waste my time nor yours, so we'll just consider this an extended tour. Meanwhile, they didn't even give me paperwork to sign, you know, legal stuff and like W-2s and all the tax crap. So like, I was actually working for two and a half hours, like training on, on the job training, right? So like, what if I was injured, right? That's a weird lawsuit because I'm an employee, but I'm not an employee, even though I was there for two and a half hours, but I never signed paperwork because the fucking idiots who hired me didn't actually provide the paperwork to the manager on duty who was supposed to be giving me the paperwork to fill out before I did anything. Not organized at all. So I realized as I was finally sitting down to do my paperwork two and a half hours later, I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not settling for this um, I, I'm, I know my worth. I'm better than this. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm happy nor care about this particular position. I ain't doing it. So, I tore up my paperwork. I walked out the door, handed in my shirts. It was great. So, we'll, we'll get into that in the company's names. Ooh, scandal as we proceed further. But I want to start in the beginning. So, I first started to work when I was 14 years old. Like, cash in my hand from someone who was not related to me um so like no aunt or uncle no grandparent paying me to you know mow the lawn or trim the hedges or anything not, nothing like that no family you know yard work kind of pay the first time i was hired like i was interviewed and hired for a job i was 14 years old it was 2004 i was 14 years old right so that means in 2021 i'm 31 years old i'm a millennial born in 90 i'm a 90s kid and my first job was at a place called cadoodles it was this birthday party place and a camp place for kids um, I had years experience at that point doing like, you know, Sunday school stuff and vacation Bible school stuff at, at the local church I was a part of for a very long time. 
Um, <laughs> I, I laugh because religion's a joke, but when I was a susceptible young teenager, I be still believed everything my parents told me. And I didn't question things. I didn't start to question until I was like 17, give or take. Um, and then that's when I started to read a lot. At 18, I started to read a lot. And I was like, oh, so all of it's a lie. But okay, we'll get into that in another topic. So anyway, I had experience with kids. That's the moral of my story, right? Kids kids love me. Kids still love me to this day. I, 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 I don't like infants they scare the crap out of me just because of how fragile they are toddlers are a little easier just because like you know they fall and they pick themselves up again and you know they'll brush them whatever right of course every kid is different but like you know toddlers start to feel out you know what is dangerous what's not dangerous um the older they get into you know elementary school years you know you can play sports with them so it's like you know you can throw a ball and sometimes they'll catch it and sometimes they'll get hit in the head, but then they'll throw it back. So it's it's just learning experiences. So this place, Cadoodles, was a birthday party place. And in the summertime, they had camps. So it was like, you know, the first room, because it was like a multi-room facility, um, was like, it was like a ball pit and stuff. And like the second room was like this, you know, little playground thing, but they could also drive around on like these electric cars, like a Power Wheels kind of car, right? Um, the third room was like, basically like, you know, where they ate pizza, like it was a pizza and soda kind of place. Um, it was like two bathrooms throughout. I'm just trying to remember because the place doesn't exist anymore. And this was, this was over half my life ago, roughly. No. Yeah. Over half my life ago. Um, the fourth room was like jungle themed, which was pretty cool. Cause it was like there was like trees everywhere and like you know there was animatronic animals and like you know they would read a story to you basically about the jungle and its creatures and stuff it was it was neat and then the fifth room was like a uh like a giant castle it was like a playground but it was a castle so the kids could like you know run up and down the slide and you know it was castle themed but there was a party light and there was a disco ball and there was you know music bumping and like it was a jam right it was a jam i had a blast because i got to play with the kids i got to slide down the slide i got to you know help them with the arts and crafts and the summer camp stuff um we made these giant whales and put them on the ceiling for this under the sea themed room which was the main room with the ball pit um it was it was fun like i had a lot of fun also like it was a costume place right so like i got to dress up in different characters i was spider-man a lot when i was 14 and it was funny because i was there 14 15 and 16 so i, I uh the place closed when i was 16 so i was there for two years and obviously you know growing teenage boy my body's changing and stuff and i will never forget the amount of moms who complimented my ass in the spider-man costume at 14 15 and 16 years old Kind of not directly to me, but like to their friends loud enough so I can hear like, oh, Spider-Man's got back or like check out Spider-Man's ass like damn like that kind of stuff. Like I heard it all the time. No one would touch me. Um, it was just it was interesting because I was never objectified at that point until that point. And I always found it weird because like you hear again this is 2004 2005 2006 so people being objectified and sexualization of women is like it's a thing but it wasn't as mainstream and you know frowned upon as it is now and i'm happy we were finally at that point but in 04 to 06 it wasn't a thing um 
regrettably. So I, I knew that, you know, girls would get catcalled and objectified. I just didn't think, I didn't know men could get catcalled or objectified or teenage guys for that matter would be objectified. It was interesting. I got a lot of tips though, let me tell you. So it was it was a uh, it was an eye-opening experience. Let's say that. It was an eye-opening experience learning the difference of uh sexualization of men versus women, I guess, from a teenage boy's perspective because I didn't know it was a thing. Eventually, as time went on, the place did shut down. There was something with apparently the owner of the of the like company um, didn't have the rights to the costume characters. So like she had to pay hefty fines. She was fined a lot because she didn't actually have the rights, like the copyrights to use the characters for these birthday parties. So like she should have got her licenses before opening the place. I guess not. But like it was, I, I was upset. I was upset when the place closed because I had a lot of fun. Like we had you know, random people work there, but like I had some friends work there with me and like, it was, we had a lot of fun. It was good. Um, it was quick cash. It was quick, you know, quick tips at birthday parties. Like I remember this one woman, like, like she was like a brain surgeon, like literally a neuro neurologist. Like she was literally a brain surgeon. And she, I remember handed each of us, there was like five of us working this one particular birthday party. I think the kid was like three. Her son was like going to be three. Um, she handed each of us like $50 like a $50 bill each. And we just didn't expect it. It was like, it was so cool. It was like the biggest tip I got at that point. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go buy some Muppet action figures. I, I distinctly remember saying that. And I did. And I still have them um, all these years later from a company called Palisades. Um, they don't exist anymore, but they made incredible figures. They're a little bigger than the diamond figures um, that they have. They now have the rights to make the, uh, you know, collectible Muppet figures, whatever. But like at that point, it was only Palisades. So, um, the worst story of this particular place, it was a summer camp that we were doing. And there was a couple kids, you know, same concept. You know, you bring the kids from each room, whatever. But summer camp is a little different. You know, they could have balloon fight, water balloon fights. And um, I think we had a water gun fight at some point. There was a lot of arts and crafts involved for summer camp as well. And this one little kid, I forget his name, little Asian kid. And he... I don't know how he did it, but he was like about to go down the slide of one of the playgrounds and like for some reason got up and then turned around to like talk to one of the kids behind him and he lost his footing and he fell backwards, but he didn't fall down the slide. He fell off the side of the slide and like he landed on his arm. He was crying. Of course, he's scared. He was hurt, but we didn't we didn't know the extent of his injury. Turns out he broke his arm. He fell maybe, I don't know, two feet from the top of the slide it was it was a kiddie slide he fell like two feet from the top of the slide all the way down to the ground and like we had ice packs on him his mom had to pick him up and then he comes back the next day in a cast and i don't know what happened insurance wise you know with the parents and you know the facility that we were at in general but like i felt so bad i've never heard a kid cry like that before and you just, you could feel that he was in so much pain and he had to, we couldn't bring him to a hospital. We had to wait till his mom came to, to get him to bring him to a hospital to get a cast on him. And it was, it was so strange. But then the day after he was perfectly fine. He was running around with his cast, running around with his cast. And we all knew that he wasn't supposed to run around with his cast, but he still did it anyway. And like, 
I don't know, like, it, I, I wonder if that was another thing. I wonder if that was another, like, lawsuit that I didn't know about in regards to why the place had to shut down really quick. Because I know that there was a lot of legal fines with the copyrighted characters um, and the costuming stuff. But, like, I wonder if that was another thing, insurance-wise, why we had to close right away. Because um, the kid got hurt. And that was the only time I remember that someone got really hurt that they actually had to get a cast. But that's the thing. Kids are weird. Sometimes they can fall from two feet height and be perfectly fine. Other times they can fall from a two foot height um, and just not, not paying attention and they can literally break their arm. And it wasn't like no one was paying attention to him. Like we were all, you know, helping the kids, you know, with this toy and with that toy. And like, like I said, he literally was about to go down the slide. He got up, turned around and talked to his friend, missed his footing because he was kind of standing on the top of the slide and he just fell. But it was a kiddie slide. It was only two feet off the ground. It was just Wrong place, wrong time, I guess. I don't know. So that was, you know, 14 to 16. I was 14 to 16. At 16 is when I started to act. And that was the first time I ever got paid to act. Every time I got, I auditioned for something outside of church, outside of school, that I got a callback to, that I was casted in a production of Disney's High School Musical on Long Island. It was awesome, awesome times we, we all had. Uh, sold out shows every night for four months straight. It was it was it was a rush, absolute rush, and I loved doing it. I loved acting. I loved absolutely doing it. So I did a lot of acting projects from 16 to 26. I did it for 10 years. I never got a break um, in that notoriety sense. But the stuff that I loved doing the most was the standardized patient work at the different medical schools. I worked at. Uh, New York Institute of Technology's medical school, which was a complete joke. Um, but besides the point, I worked at Stony Brook University Medical School, which was my absolute favorite. And I did talk a story about that. Um, and I worked at Hofstra's Medical School, which is associated with Northwell Health, which was North Shore Long Island Jewish Medical Facility way back in the day. Um, so that was the three different companies, I guess you could say, I worked with for a long time. And standardized patient stuff is fun. You know, you, you're an actor. So you're you're given lines to memorize when a you know, medical student or someone or doctor nurse asks you a certain question. But like, they have to give you physicals, right? Take your temperature, check your eyes, check your throat. I got free health screenings all the time. It was absolutely incredible. I have so many stories from, from those experiences. Uh, primarily with Hofstra and primarily with Stony Brook. Um, we don't we don't talk about New York Tech. We don't we don't talk about them. But uh, yeah, so the next episode we'll keep this we'll keep the uh, the job stories going for uh, for a bit within the episodes. The uh, the next episode we'll talk about uh, different standardized patient stories and we'll see if we can keep it in that fifteen minute mark. We're at that fifteen minute mark. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your service listening to me. And uh, yeah. Enjoy your day. You're doing great. Keep it up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Till next time. Mucho mahalo.